Peter Parker was just your average student. But one day, while intending an exhibit in Neogenics, he was bitten by a radioactive spider. After losing his uncle to a man with a laser, Parker decided to use his great powers to throw, kick, but never punch in the name of great responsibility. Battling the foes like the Insidious Six, Morbius's Sucker Hands, and before that Hydro Man, he is the Amazing Spider-Man. Episode 39 of the Clone Saga Chronicles podcast. I am Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host and webmaster of Spidey-Dude.com. And uh, this is Clone Saga Chronicles, our flagship show of the website. And I'm uh, honored and privileged to have these three gentlemen on. I've got uh, the host of Mayday Mondays on the Spidey-Dude.com network, Mr. Gerard Deltor. Call me Snake. (laughs) What? Metal Gear Solid reference, if you didn't get that one. And we've got uh, Joshua Labbertoni. Welcome back. The surface layer appears to be igneous. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, sort of host of this show, this is this is kind of the passing of the torch episode. On these commentaries, there's one guy that we uh, called upon to do these <laughs> hosting duties of this, and his name is... Uh, Donovan Morgan Grant. Welcome what? back, Donovan. What's up? What's up? What's up? I thought for a second you were going to break into the Gamera song. But, uh, because because we're talking about something that was in the, the decade of the 90s, I thought I'd throw it back a little Martin Lawrence. What's up? <laughs> what's I bet. Yeah, what's up? So, uh, I just realized something. You never saw Martin and Sinead in the same place at the same time. Or what was Martin and Ted? Or Martin and Tina in the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, uh, this episode, we're going to do something completely different. I've said this for like the last three episodes, so maybe this is now the norm. I don't know. Um, this episode, we're going to start our our look back at, 19- look back at 1994's Spider-Man the Animated Series. And I know there's some guys, I, Big Al, I know you're out there. You're very excited about this, and I'm excited to bring it to you. Uh, this show, and some people might question the relevance of why is it on Clone Saga Chronicles? This is a Clone Saga show. Why are you doing? It's the '90s, man. This and is a love letter to the '90s. Also, the, uh, also, this show is 20 years old now. Yeah, and it's the 20th anniversary this year. Um, wasn't actually too long ago that that 20th anniversary of the pilot episode, the episode that we're reviewing this epi- this episode. A lot of episodes in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's later on this year will be the uh, the debut, the anniversary of the debut, so, uh, but we wanted to kind of get a head start on that, so, <laughs> the summer of awesome, let's just put it that way. Hell yeah. Now, now Donovan, you're kind of, kind of 
going to explain the format of these, because you've done these uh, commentaries on the Batman universe with Josh, right? Oh, yeah, with, with, with Josh, with Stella, with various people that you guys don't know. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's about what you expect. If, you know, if anybody out there hasn't bought a DVD or uh, isn't nerds or aren't nerds, I should say, like uh, basically commentaries, you know, us gabbing about our thoughts and feelings towards what you are watching. And, um, you know, because it's the Internet, uh, if you're in the U.K., you probably have this on DVD. I'm looking at you. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking at you, uh, Samuel Savage, our graphics guy. But uh, we are, we are, we aim to take a set of episodes from each season. This uh, six five uh, episodes in total. We're not going to do all of them, but we'll do a set of episodes that we decide are the most interesting to discuss. And um, to talk about it because all four of us are die in the wool fans of this cartoon because this is our sixties Batman show. In that, like, this brought us to the character, this introduced us, at least for me at least, I know I'm speaking a lot for people, but by and large, this introduced us to, you know, amazing characters that never left, like Smythe and Deborah Whitman and Morbius. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this is, like, I, I don't think there's anybody more appropriate to talk about this show, aside from, oh, I don't know, John Simper and Crystal Daniel Barnes, than us. So that's what, that's what we have to do. Hey, you know, we could, we could get them on. Why not? What's I, I have uh, John Sipper on Facebook, and um, who knows? Fortune, you know, it smiles upon the earnest, so maybe in the future, possibly. Uh, real quickly, I want to kind of go around the horn. What's your first memory of the show? Oh, that's good. I was going to do that, too. Oh, my bad. You want to do it? No, it's just, let's probably go right ahead. <laughs> Josh, we'll go with, we'll start with Josh first. I remember the promos on Fox Kids, and um, I was at my grandma's house when I, when I saw the the first episode I saw, which was uh, the Spider Slayer one, and I was actually really hoping it was the Spider Slayer one because, like, when the intro, I saw the big giant spider robot. I said, "Oh boy, I hope it's going to be that episode," and it was. So I was, um, and yeah, it was. I didn't like, really start getting into the show though until like its uh, second and third season. I mean, like the ongoing narrative. And I think I would watch it, like, because the whole Fox Kids lineup, so it sort of, like, snuck its way into my routine, and I found myself getting addicted to it, and it was my gateway to Spider-Man and Marvel. Bajard? Uh, uh, I think I have actually the reverse, because I was reading the comics by this point. So I had started in 93. So I remember when, when they started promoing the show before it aired... I was like really getting really excited. I'm like, oh my god, the, the timing was perfect for me. And then it they they, they aired the pilot. Was it like November of '94 or something like that? And then there was like a there was a few months before they aired the the Spider Slayer episode that Josh just mentioned. And and they would constantly just keep teasing you with that promo, with like them pulling on Spider Man's man, like, oh, we're gonna unmask Spider Man right now, like. And I was just going crazy for <laughs> that whole time, so I was get. It, it, it was effective. I was in a fever pitch by the time the show proper debuted. So, I, I think I uh, temporarily I watched pretty much the whole way through, except for a brief period of time somewhere around season four. Where I was just like, okay, this is getting a little this is getting a little weird now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I remember I I watched the first episode when it first aired. I remember watching the last episode when it first aired, and other than a few. Gaps in between. I pretty much was the whole way through. And um, just to kind of give a quick, quick uh, aside, the site used to have animated gifs 
from the Spider-Man cartoon maker, which was based off the of 90s. Oh my god, I remember that. So, <laughs> oh yes, I have the Batman one, and I really wanted the Spider-Man one, and my friend had it. My cousin the Spider-Man one, that's the only reason I plug over his house. Ran on Windows 95. The best. <laughs> and, uh, and 98. It ran on 98, too. But uh, mm-hmm. I actually still have all those animated games. I wonder if I could. I wonder if somebody could actually get that to run in like Windows Seven using like the emulator shell or whatever compatibility mode and all that stuff. I bet it would work. It probably Windows Seven, yeah. That'd be fun. Who knows? Um, I love that. Dude, I, I love the, the Batman version of that game. I, dude, I played that that game on for hours and hours and hours. Okay, my um my experience with with the cartoon was I watched it when it came out, um, and I, yeah, I was one of those that I watched it on Saturday mornings, but I watched it when they started doing it on uh, on the afternoons, and I watched it till I was, like, through middle school, like, religiously. I'd, I'd come home at 3.30, and I'd watch until I started, like, getting a job and working, but, like, before that, I, I, was, I was watching that every day. Uh, first episode debuted in November of 1994. Mm-hmm. 19th of 1994, so that's that's the date. That uh, was the second episode, like February of 95, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. When did the second episode debut? To Wikipedia! <laughs> episode... Only, only time travelers know for sure. I should probably mention the context, because this show didn't exist in a vacuum. This is after Fox had successfully launched the X-Men show. And of yeah. course you had Batman the Animated Series. This is back when when DC and Marvel were playing nice on Saturday after Saturday mornings. <laughs> so Fox was where it was at <laughs> when you were watching like comic book cartoons. Dude, dude, Fox like <sighs> it's Cartoon Network of his day. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was it was better than Cartoon Network. I'm sorry. Cartoon Network existed. That sounds like Cartoon Network exists around the next year. Uh, it was yeah, I think it was around that same time. More or less. I mean, but. It, but 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 the thing is, the show really was one of those that it hooked an entire generation of fans, and nobody, to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, is doing anything like this. So when Donovan approached me to say, "Hey, you know, I've got this idea about some commentaries," I jumped on it because our we've been doing an A B show for a while, you know. The A show is the '90s, you know, comic stuff. The B show is the is the cu- current modern day Scarlet Spider stuff. And we're getting to the point now where we're starting to wrap that up. We've got about six issues of Scarlet Spider left. Um, seven, if you include the uh, Superior <laughs> Team Up issue. <laughs> the the slow pooling of that heading down the toilet drain. Yes, yes. We're slowly like like I'll be honest with you. I really want. Josh and Don on that last episode. With, uh, <laughs> I read that last issue. That last issue because that was like the one of the worst issues I've ever read. I am like, a danger, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let, let that sink in, folks. He said it's one of the worst comic book issues he's ever read on a show dedicated to talking about the Clone Saga. <laughs> like production-wise, the production issues with that with that it wasn't necessarily just just the story. It was like the production of that issue was just so. Fan fictiony mediocre, which is awful. Anyway, um, side the point. So we're going to cover in this first episode. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying how I got into the show. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Don. I keep stepping on you. Aww. <laughs> um, sorry, your time is done. You won't learn otherwise. Well, I mean, uh, I because I, it's crazy because like this really is how I got into Spider-Man. It's a combination of this and the toys because I remember seeing the toys. Like there was a because we had mentioned that the toys were like produced before the show came on, right? Yeah, yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Like, it was released like early '94. So like, I see the toys, like you know, I see like Spider-Man and uh, the Kingpin and the Ultimate Slayer, who didn't appear for several months seasons. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I remember it. I was five, and I remember clearly thinking, "Oh, who's this new character, Spider-Man?" That's clearly new. That like you know, nobody's heard of before. <laughs> I, I remember thinking that because I was a stupid kid, and like, um, and I remember that like, uh, uh, once I saw that there were toys, I you know, by happenstance learned that there were comics about this character, Spider-Man, and I would see ads about this cartoon in the back of certain comic books. So that right. got me jazzed just because I, I was right there seeing Night of the Lizard the first time it aired, and um, you know the rest you know it's me seeing the entire series. Right, and like I'm like you, Donovan. I it wasn't too long. It was around the same time that the show debuted, and, and I was reading comics. So it was like boom. And it may have been I saw the show first, and then went and got my first comic. I don't remember specifically, but there was there was a correlation between the two. That's weird. Am I the only one who was reading comics first? Because that's true. Yeah. Well. How old were you back then, George? When this show debuted, I was in kindergarten. When this oh my god, I was ten when this show debuted. Uh oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you Thanks for making grade. me feel old. You were in fifth, fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, how old were you? Oh, no, no, no. I would have been early fifth actually if it was ninety. November ninety four. I was nine. You're nine. So you were in fourth grade. Oh God. <laughs> so so I so so Donovan's the baby once again. I'm always I'm always the youngest person. Uh, I I might have been in yeah fourth grade when I was nine. That's possible. Could have been in third grade. It depends on the school year. I, I don't want to do the math. <laughs> anyway, but uh, it's really late. Um, the, Sp- the Spider-Man show is what got me into comics. The X-Men show is what got me into comics. Because I'm a little older. Right, which makes sense, because I think it was, like, what, a full, full year, two years before? Well, X-Men was 92, this was 94, BTS right. was 92. Yeah, right around the time of Batman Returns. I do remember that. And, I, like, my earliest, con- like, comic-related memory was Batman. Like, I was a huge Batman guy. Yeah. Ironically enough, and that I was converted to the dark side of Spider-Man. Because of, I'll tell you why, because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because <laughs> they're both in the Marvel Universe. No, because my dad like got tired of the like my heroes being these mutant ninja turtles. He wanted it to be a man that crawled on walls. So <laughs> what uh, you have? Was like, right, exactly. And, and so my dad was like, "No, you're gonna like you're gonna like something like if you're gonna like superheroes, you're gonna find a real superhero like Spider Man." So that's, that's Jeez, what is what do you have against Ninja Turtles? I just, got me into The Simpsons, so there you go. Yeah, I didn't watch The Simpsons. I still don't watch The Simpsons. Anyway, um, <laughs> The Simpsons were on the air on this show debut, and it's still on the air. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's some context. Yeah. Wow. Um, but anyway, Donovan, I'm going to turn it over to you. You got any more questions to ask the group, or? Um. I think the first episode is a good kind of, like, say, what are our general overall thoughts on the show as it is? And uh, before I get forgotten, again, I'll, I'll just start first with that. Like, I think that, like, uh, this show has kind of a checkered reputation that, like, 
a lot of people say, oh, I, I know Greg SB hates the shit out of this show. <laughs> um, he doesn't hate it. He respects it. For, for, for pretentious and snobby reasons, Greg. I know you're listening. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I think there's a lot of, like, you know, oh, well, Spider-Man didn't sock someone in the esophagus, so it clearly sucks. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know. The, I never noticed that he didn't punch anyone. Right. When I was a kid, I didn't notice either. I didn't notice it either until, like, it was pointed out. He does knock out the spot, which is, like, one of the best moments in the series, because he says that hit the spot. But, um... And he says the spider sets to shove his fist into, like, one of the holes, and it knocks him in the face. But, oh, never mind. But anyway, uh, I think that, like, there's a legitimate criticism, like, oh, well, you know, because of the sensors and because for some reason, you know, they do, uh, like, this, this character is before this character or whatever. This show does get a lot of crap. But I think that, like, on the one hand, there is a cheesy charm. There is definitely a cheesy charm for this show, which is not unlike the 60s Batman show, in that, like, kind of the, the melodrama is – we really get a kick out of these days. I mean, there's a lot of quotes that, like, you know, if you were a fan of the show, you have no idea what they, what, what Whoa! they are. I don't even want to know your story. Oh, you must hear the Scarlet Spider story. <laughs> I was so happy when I heard that on the show for the first time. But, like, um, I do think the show, like, like I mean, Snake Spider is a better show. It, it, it has a better set storyline. Uh, it, it, the action's a bit stronger. But I think, Quite like, uh, on the one hand, I think that you can't necessarily judge this against that because there's tw- there's almost 20 years difference but also I think that like at the time this this show blew every other Spider-Man cartoon out of the water I mean the way Spider-Man moves and the way that like they dealt with the long form storytelling and like the seriousness of the characters had at that point not been seen since or as I said seen before you know compared to like the 81 cartoon is, is Amazing Friends and 60s cartoon and all that kind of stuff the only thing I remember from the from the Amazing Friends is Miss Jellica Chink <laughs> probably because that's all I had well, I, I, my point is that, like, I think that, like, people tend to say that like, this show sucks just because of the limitations as compared to what shows can do now. And I find that disingenuous. I think that, like, there are legitimate criticisms, like, you know, oh, the character designs were – the animation does really – is really bad at times. But having reviewed the entire series a couple years ago, that doesn't hamper it to the point of total unenjoyability. So I think that, like uh, – and the fact that we're going to do this show again isn't just for nostalgic lulls, but, like, the fact that I, I sincerely love this show and that, like, I hope that uh, it holds up for the rest of you guys as we go through these commentaries. And I think that there was there's, there's all this untapped potential because there was apparently so much animation that was left on the cutting room floor because they used restock animation so much throughout the entire series that, um, you know, we'll never know what how great this could have potentially been. And well, it's not great uh, as it is. I, I, I'm just saying. It's a great show. It it's a great show, but it's like it could have even been better if it had better served. I, I look at it this way. I, I think it's the best show that we got within the constraints that they had to play with of, like, money and censorship and all that stuff. Absolutely. And, like, yeah, quality-wise, it doesn't even come close to matching Spectacular Spider-Man. But to me, I, Spectacular Spider-Man is even half as entertaining as this show, for me at least. I, 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 I could sit down and watch, like, you know, the, the first <laughs> Insidious 6 episode. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> and like yes. I could, I, I I love that. <laughs> like I could still get like real excited watching it. Yeah, it's cheesy as a hell, but that's what makes it so much fun. Where it's like you don't have to take everything so damn seriously and just that's enjoy yourself. It's one of the best of moments of television that's ever been recorded for human history. Well, I mean, like um, you say that like 
it doesn't come close to Specs Body. I mean, I think by and large, even though Specs Body had two seasons, this is 65 episodes. I think, like, you know, if you were, like, you know, kind of weighing them against each other, the good and the bad, Specs Body might come out on top. But there are, honestly, I mean, like, the, the, we're going to talk about the pilot here, which, I mean, I think that, like, the pilot is actually one of the best shows they've ever done. And, like, if the show maintained this mm-hmm. quality, it would be far and away a better show, personally. I think that, like, there Especially times, the animation. Yeah, there were times in, in the first season and throughout the series where, like, the show really was, like, like, like awesome. Like, there wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't always, like, you know, Kingpin and spider Series. It, it was legitimately, like, you know, a serious show where the animation and the character acting was, like, you know, as what you want it to be 100% of the time. So I think that, like, there, there, there are, like, like, especially in the first season, there are glimpses of what the show's potential could uh, exceed uh, a lot of people's expectations. I thought the first season may have been probably its first and third season were probably its yeah. best seasons. Oh. Um, I have a certain fondness for season five because it's just wonky, and obviously, and, and and the last two episodes kind of made season five for me. So, mm-hmm. um, um, which we will review on the show for our fiftieth episode. I think I've announced that before, but oh really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. Well, 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 you haven't. You just did now, so. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was gonna be our that's gonna be our fiftieth episode special is uh, the the two episodes of dealing with the quote unquote clone saga. Um, so yeah, I I I, I love the series, man. I mean, I like I said, I I would watch it every day. You know, even even that horrible Red Skull is Electro's son or Electro's Red Skull son. Um, you know, we mentioned that I think last episode on Spectacular Radio. Um, I I like I like the show. I like the animation. The the toys got me into Spider Man. I mean, this this as much as I love the Clone Saga, this was like my gateway drug. Yeah, absolutely. Same same here. Because yeah. I, I was this led me to read the Clone Saga. Like I, like as the show was going out, I was reading. Um, you know, like Maximum Clone Omega, God help me, and Ben Riot Spider Man. Like that, this was <laughs> me back in the nineties. Th- these two uh, versions of Spider Man were like what got into the character. Yeah, I mean, you have certain things that take you back, like certain shows. It'll take you back to where you were when you first started watching them, mm-hmm. and like, and that's definitely this series for me. Oh, absolutely for me too. Maybe we should just get into it. Daddy, did I hear right? Did he say, Daddy? Yes. Yes, that was Kurt. It all started with a, a device. Kurt called it the Neogenic Recombinator. He used it on himself as an experiment to make his arm grow again. But it turned him into that... that creature. Why haven't you told anybody? The police? No. They'll think he's a freak. They'll hunt him down and hurt him. Or worse. I know how that goes. But not if I can reach him first. I'm so scared. We'll keep this quiet. As long as we can. Uh-oh. We're not alone. When I break this story, it'll be Pulitzer time. Hang loose, Brock. That webbing will melt in a couple of hours. You can't do this! I already have. I won't let you ruin Connor's life. What? What? <laughs> Where's your mom? Daddy came back and took her away. Down there. The sewers. Listen, 
I'm going to carry you to a neighbor's house where you'll be safe. Then I'll go get your mom and your dad, too. Okay? Okay. Don't let anything happen to them. <laughs> yeah, we just want to get in the episode there, Doc? Yeah, we, we are uh, doing a commentary on the very first episode, Night of the Lizard. Uh, I'm not going to give you more details because <laughs> we've been joining on and I've, I've been playing, you know, like, you know, uh, the defense lawyer for the series. So let's cut the crap and get into the meat of this podcast. Uh, we are all paused at zero zero. If anybody has any way of listening to it, where it's after the intro sequence. So the episode's just about to start up. It's that, is that black. So on the count of three. Um, 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 it, it, well, hold on. In mine, the intro sequence happens in the, in the middle. There's like a right. title sequence. Wait, what? Right. There's a this episode starts with the pre-title sequence, then the opening, and then the show. Okay, I think this is the only this is the only episode that has a pre-title. Sequence. Oh, really? That's, I'm not looked ahead. Does that happen? Like, when is the pre-title? Yeah, sequence? the title sequence coming. It's, it's, it's in our it's in the file that we're using. Is it like is it like like when um the car goes? It's, it, yes, it's when it's when the van goes off the goes over. Oh, oh, that's right. It has a cold opening on this episode, doesn't it? I you know I don't think I've ever seen a version version of that episode that, that does that, but. Uh, yeah, well, well, this whistle is you know. left in for context reasons. So <laughs> now you know, listeners. So um, we're, we're, we are just basically starting at the beginning of the episode. So if you uh, press play after I count us down, we can all watch together. Night of the Lizard. So uh, on a count of three, we shall press play. Uh, or I guess I'm going to do backwards. Three, two, one, play. Well, right off the bat, I think this is the only episode that has a... Uh, Pre-title, right? Right. Like a teaser. Yeah. I gotta say, I love uh, the body language of Spider-Man as he's web-swinging in this episode because he looks so like like relaxed and lazy as he falls off that building. I've always mm-hmm. that, like with with the one arm like kind of to the side. Gary I, Conway writes this episode, so that, there's a clone. Yeah, I was, for you. I was about to note that. Wish you would have written more. <laughs> he did several but, episodes, didn't he? Mario. Oh, I, I think. Oh, it is. Bob Hoskins and Luke. The other guy, he's kind of skinny like Luigi. <laughs> he is kind of. <laughs> when my sister and I were kids, we constantly used to imitate the uh, this fat Mario-looking guy. Did you really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. What an impression he was. <laughs> was that supposed to be like a take that? Like, oh, I used to be a TV executive. <laughs> well, you know, later on, it's like, you know, everyone's laughing at me, Brock, even Fox. Right, like, like I guess Conway hates TV executives. Okay, when I see the minute work sign, I think of like the band minute work. <laughs> well, I've clearly done all I can for Mario. I'm oh, out of first here. <laughs> there's your CGI city. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, wasn't wasn't this like one of the first cartoons to do that? Yes. They made a bar. I remember like, oh my gosh, this is so futuristic. Right. I yeah. remember like I remember my dad commenting and like how it like looked. It's jarring when you put it next to... Because this is better than your turtles, isn't it, Zach? Well, <laughs> I, I, I like... Just, it's just... When you compare this to cartoons that come before, I like Spider-Man, like, you know... It's a little bit more... I don't want to say believable, but, like, you know, the human reactions are a bit more grounded, where, like he says, he just comes on and just says, hit the brake. He doesn't make some goofy joke to the guy. He just tries to save his life. It's a little, it's a little things that kind of make it work. Yep. It's yeah. So here we go, the title sequence. The first one. The first one, like, of course... Yeah, yeah. I think it changed every season, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it, it was going to change. Like, I see the version of the title sequence where it's just like this. It keeps on coming back to with him at the roof with his robes gallery. 
like, like no clips for many episodes. In the season, there's like three or four versions, and then there's definitely like a set season. I know, like in the second half of the series, there's like a final one, like in the last, like I think right. four and five. There's like the, the black cats in the intro sequence. Right. The very earliest version had just like production art because they didn't even have exactly. completed episode art. I remember that. that like, that's the one, that, that's, yeah, that's the one Josh that's is talking about. They showed the shocker. Yeah, they show the shocker and the rhino on the roof and stuff. I remember that's like when I first moved to Nashville. Is in that era? I, 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 I believe. Back to the episode. Christopher Daniel Barnes, everybody. I'm sorry, but yes, <laughs> he, he, he is my Eric from uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> he is my Spider Man. He, he's my Spider Man. He's, he's always going to be my Spider Man. Absolutely. But and it's not like, like there aren't. Others that, that do the job well, I think. I think Rune Miles is actually pretty good, and Josh Keaton as well. But like Christopher Daniel Barnes, to me, like I can't help but not think of him as the most perfect voice. But not biased. Is this the first appearance of Robbie in animation? Could be. Yeah. Could be. Because he was in the sixties. I could swear. I could, I could swear he was on a, I could swear he was in an episode. Most black, black everyone. Rock <laughs> 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 in like the yeah, right, the jacket. Yeah, right off. Sorry. No. And uh, yeah, <laughs> picture with a bowling ball. <laughs> right off the bat, you have Eddie Brock through most of the first season to set up like him becoming villainous, and right, and that just immediately makes it better than him just showing up in the comics. Yes, indeed, so. And dude, the uh, Ed Asner is J. Jonah Jameson's perfect. Oh, yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, flawless. He's always gonna be my Jonah. Listen to the music in the background. It's a little weird because like, you don't hear this kind of music again with like the drums. It's like da dum dum dum. <laughs> I was like that shot from, like, going into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't see the rest of the scene where he says, "Why did you just like put that blindfold in my face?" Which also probably <laughs> probably mentioned that like uh. Despite the storyboards and the character design for Peter in, in, like, the production, he ends up looking like Nicholas Hammond from the 70s Spider-Man live-action show. For no reason. Inexplicably, <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, one complaint I do have, though, that ugly r- rugby shirt, that he, <laughs> the polo shirt that he wears. I, I like yeah. uh, his season two and on costume better. But, uh... Yeah, and also, he's wearing he's wearing uh, Knuckles the Echidna's sneakers for some reason. It is interesting because, like, Peter, I think, in the comics has a very, like, you know, fairly easy-to-copy look, but in the cartoons, he never looks like himself. Like, even in Spectacular Spider-Man, he doesn't look like Peter Parker from the comics. He has a different no. cut. Well, Spectacular Spider-Man's design, he doesn't even look like a human being, but... <laughs> Spider... Spider signal. Love it. Mistake. It was not that quick, but... <laughs> The little sister I was, I never had. <laughs> when I was a kid and I yeah, saw this, I always assumed Deborah Whitman was a more major character in the comics. Yeah. And when I later found out that she was basically, at this point, she hadn't even been in the comics for like a decade, right? Well, I mean, I, I think until Civil War, she was only in the Denny Leal run, from what I from what I gather. Yeah, it's like it's like she wanted they wanted to make her. I, I don't know. It's just it's, just, it's honestly, and it's, she wasn't even. Go ahead. She wasn't even a scientist in the comics. She was a secretary for uh, Professor Sloan. It's a nice animation right here. Right. Like, yeah, that, that picture of her in a lab coat is, like, the iconic thing. And, like, people, you know, who, who want to pretend like they know what they're talking about, like, Kylie Cooper is just a copy of Deborah Whitney because they're both scientists. 
Invisible, who is obviously a scientist, and I know what I'm talking about. Peter, First appearance of the Spider-Sense. Yeah, Peter, Peter in, in this scene is actually very proactive as Spider-Man, because like, in his civilian identity, he acts like a he acts like a superhero. He's like, we're not alone. Speaking of storms. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Josh Bishop on the scene before they were called space. How did I not know it was Connors? Yeah, <laughs> there's no one else in the room, <laughs> and it's obviously not Connors in like that bag. Animation is really good in this in this episode. Mm-hmm. This is like five of the episodes, like when TMS is the animations were. All of this bit. I, I was just gonna. I was gonna ask. This is Tokyo Movie Shinsa, right? Yes, it is. Why is the lizard wearing a lab coat? <laughs> I, I mean, this, this makes sense. Why would he change then and there? But like, I I've always loved like him like getting ready to go into action on that, on the window sill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like the producers or, like, whoever was writing were, try, like, was just trying to set up Deb Whitman and Peter to be a couple. But then they decided, I guess, when they resumed production that it was going to be the Felicia Mary Jane love triangle. Yeah, we have hotter characters to do this with. <laughs> right. Yeah. I also didn't notice until I actually... The, the first neogenic recombinator. I know. The rainbow, right? <laughs> Take a chip. <laughs> shooting, yeah, shooting rainbows. I didn't realize until I read the, the Ditko yeah. era that um, Connor's hair was a different color in the comics. Because he, he looks weird to me, like, without the black hair. Because he, he was such a main supporting if character. If Peter would destroy that new Dude, I played, I played, right there and then, I you imagine, like, how much so trouble he would of, of the uh, Spider-Man cartoon maker with that specific set with the Neogenics thing? <laughs> it has, like, it has, like, as a set. Sorry. As, as the new Jennifer Combinator, that's, that's an Alain show only thing, right? That's never been in the comics? Never. Never. We must thank John Semper. Well, it's, it's never been brought, up, brought since, so, like, I guess everyone hated it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, was, it was an attempt to update the what they thought would have been outdated nuclear radiation experiment. Yeah. It just sort of is. I mean, it's not... Just It's passable. The other day, my brother was, like, flabbergasted that they, they still said he was being a radar and a spider in this day and age in the comics. <laughs> they don't want the spider, really? Connor. This is the only appearance of the boy because they don't want children being endangered in this show. You never see him again. <laughs> That's That's right. His wife comes back later in that Lizard King episode, right? Yeah, she she comes back later. And I think they're also the title of time. Right, 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 because I think Peter goes... Right, right, right. Sometimes when Hank's area, like, this nervous is that he brought you here, most of his lack come out. Oh, Absolutely. Come on now, here. What are you, my apartment? <laughs> you're for real, and you're wearing a lab coat. I love that. Connor's on it. Well, yeah, he's not from Florida in this uh, series. This line's a bit on the nose. Super yeah, cool. by the way, this is the first time like that Eddie Brock is a photographer. Because he's, he's always a reporter, and, um, like, before yep. this. And in subsequent, like, retellings, they always make him a photographer. Like, um, the... The uh, Spider-Man Three movie, right in the camera. What have you done well, with Doc Connors? Well, this is Venom's first appearance in cartoons, right? Oh yeah, because this yes. is like what five years after he appeared in the comics. It would. Uh, yeah. No, more like almost ten. Venom? No, Venom's yeah. uh, late. Eighty-seven, dude. He's eighty-seven. Yeah. I'm an Eddie Brock character. Venom's stuck. And I'm sorry, Greg XV, but what makes this Eddie Brock a lot better is, like, you've gone, like, 
ten minutes into this episode and he hasn't said bro once. <laughs> <laughs> the bro count. Oh, I've razzled him on that one. That, that kid, I gotta say, as I mentioned, put this in my review that like he looks so much like Peter Parker, he would have thought that Peter and and Martha Connors had an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Hand is huge in that shot. I know. <laughs> a Kirby hand. What a son of me! It's betrayed me. I also love that he went home in his lab coat. <laughs> I love that he went home looking like, you know, with the scaly. Like nobody saw him. Martha Collins looks like Betty Brown with blonde hair. Yes. It'll be fueled, sir. <laughs> yeah, I was going That's another line I used to imitate with my sister all the time. I love the song uh, swinging to the house. Like the, his body language is really cool. Like 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 how he kind of like uh mm-hmm. like, like that. Like when he like, in midair kind of like switches uh positions. <laughs> <laughs> but the Billy kid acting rubbing his eyes is just really silly. Oh, I know. He looks like he's ready to play baseball. <laughs> Grab your nose. Here goes the classic scene that we all love and remember. Oh, maybe a minute. Oh, the one that they replay like a bazillion times for the rest of the series? Well, listen, Spider-Man's whining in this is, is uh, unforgettable. Here's one of the lines I always remember. Well, the Avengers, or the Defenders, maybe the Hulk. Or the Defenders. This means that, like, all these super teams exist in this universe. Well, in the, the, the 90s, the Marvel Comics uh, cartoons, they were pretty liberal with that, that, like, they did exist. Like, the Fantastic Four and the Hulk and X-Men, like, they, they all did reference all the other characters at one point or another, which I thought was especially, you know, now that we don't get that much now, except for, like, DC cartoons, that was pretty cool. Well, I mean, yeah, because the, uh, of, um, the whole, like, Fox-Sony thing and stuff. Well, and Fox. Like yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. we talk we talk about that a little bit in Spectacular Radio, but um, back then I mean, you could reference that because they were all still owned by Marvel. Big sewer. How deep underground is this sewer? You <laughs> <laughs> like falling a hundred feet, and there's still a chasm. Even that little touch of the webbing falling in, uh, alongside with them is a nice uh, touch, I think. Because you, mm-hmm. you don't see that kind of stuff later on in the series. Definitely not. You can tell that like a lot of there was a lot of production that went into the show. Mario, this is just a really really nice tone because like you know it it's almost it's kind of a dark story but like Spider Man keeps it light and like you know the animation is good and stuff. I mean I, I really I mean I think this is like honestly like there are a lot of good episodes later on there are episodes that are possibly better than this but I think this is like one of the best episodes they did in overall That's production. Mhm. Hey, I'm a superhero and we never see him again. <laughs> I was really concerned when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay, here's here's the stock animation bit here in just a second. Oh, come on. Anytime the lizard appears, his tail always destroys him super well. And then they always teleport to this exact place. I I, I love how how soothing the lizard's voice still sounds. Yeah, he's not doing the whole like, they didn't, thing. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't give him a snarling, like, creep voice. He just sounds like Kirk Connors, but with the lizard face. Lizard face. <laughs> this actually looks like that level that you fight Venom in the PlayStation game. 
Yes, yes, it does. This looks a lot like that. Remember, but the lizard doesn't talk. This I is know, the first time we've heard the lizard talk. <laughs> Where's your messiah now, Zeb Wells? <laughs> uh. No more pain. No, it's really good lighting with the Neogenic Recombinator yeah, being the light source. Yes. And I kind of like how he, he starts to get a little maniacal, but then she kind of brings it down with Billy. And then when Spider-Man, like, you know, snaps his back in half, he gets really pissed. <laughs> The voice acting on this with, with the wizard and Kirk Leonard is always awesome. Yeah, I think the voice acting is typically good. It, it Barely. The uh, direction at times. She's pointing at him. He's a giant. I'm a son. I didn't know this until now. This is a great <laughs> shot. That was reused. It's a great right. shot, but like the... Here. Yeah. That's what I think. It's also the uncut version because like later on, Disney Channel took out that shot where Spider-Man gets smacked in the face. Which makes no sense. Of course. Nice. Uh, the wall would forever be destroyed. <laughs> it's weird seeing him jump on that on that wall without Shocker shooting it a second later. No, I didn't tell you to do that. No. I can lose it. Show a family. Like- he shot two web lines at the lizard, but only one got him in the leg. It's the beginning of the man who made some mistakes. <laughs> She's dead. Oh, yeah, I found that really exciting. Oh, crap! This, 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 this is, I think, pretty cool. It's very complicated in like, the narration. I love this shape of the lizard like, coming towards him when he says chow time. Yeah, with, like, the slobber and stuff. Yeah, this is a really cool fight. And, of course, the payoff is great with the light, little sort of light show you get at the end. It's, it's very anime-esque, which you, which you can kind of figure for a Tokyo movie, Shinsa. Mm-hmm. That's the one shot in the whole, in the whole episode where it's kind of repeated, that shot of her face. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the first time we see repeated. Ah, <laughs> it's, it, you're right, it is very anime-esque. I never even thought of that until now. So not, like, did it explode? What, what exactly happened? <laughs> is, this, is this where Spider-Man gets his like, whole uh, disease? Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> Retcons? First, I gotta abandon Mario. I was going to say, oh, I was the fat guy. Oh, no, his money. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no, this, this part embarrasses me. Josh knows why. <laughs> Joe is actually very, fairly, like, lucid and calm in this episode. It's not very bombastic until episode two. <laughs> All right. When I was a kid, I took that very literally. <laughs> so, like, when, when when Jameson says this, I thought that, like, they legitimately, like, cut the scene where he, like, puts that thing down his throat. <laughs> like, how's he going to do that? If this, was, if this was an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, they would have cut to a shot of him eating the newspaper. Did my dad leads? Did you all catch that? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got a collar, you think, and, and, and an appearance of Ned Leeds. 
I made worth a tie in this show. I don't know why. What? Yeah. By the way, Ned Leeds gets a lot of front page uh, news stories. You know why? Because he's dead. There's no Betty Brand in this universe to distract him, so he can, like, be a good reporter. <laughs> I, I, I get why Ned and, and Gwen weren't on the show, because they died, but, like, I, I, would, I wasn't... I guess they have too many female characters, but, like, seriously, Betty would have been interesting. Well, some of them were in reserve for movie things. That's why you don't get the Sandman or Electro. So I guess that was the uh, that's the end of that episode. That, that went by very quickly. That was, that was yeah. Yeah. Yes, you might even say it was eighteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Final remarks on the pilot: how it how it did, and how we like how we liked it, or didn't like it. Uh, the man, I love the pilot, man. I, it holds up so well. Yeah, it really does. The animation is incredibly good. Um, we of course we've kind of made fun of the, the the shots that they kept reusing and over and over again from this episode. But uh, if you were just a, a brand new uh, person coming in and watching the show, this is definitely a show that uh, you would definitely probably give high marks to just because of it being the pilot. Yeah, I, I still think that like um, I mean uh, turning points. Uh, and I'll, I'll even say, like, you know, like, like the Hydra Man two-parter and the Clone Saga two-parter and uh, uh, even the Doc Ock first episode are, like, some of the best episodes of the series. But this is, to me, like, if you're going to have a, a conversation about the best episode of the series, it's interesting because a lot of times the pilot on certain shows aren't as good as the show will be, but you can tell that, like, they really want to make a statement with this show. And it's a shame that, like, uh, between censors and animation production problems and Marvel going, oh, I don't know, bankrupt, that uh, they weren't able to keep the show at this quality consistently. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, I guess that that is the uh, <laughs> alphanumeric. I guess that this is the uh, this is our that was, that was all our thoughts on the night of the lizard, and uh, what we have for next time is the spider slayer episode two. Episode two, yeah. We don't intend to do the whole thing chronologically, but we kind of have a set of set of episodes, and uh, that was decided to be our next one. So tune in for that, and I guess I'll. Just hand that back to Zach. Yeah, so with that, uh, don't forget to uh, leave us an email if you like this episode at clonesagachronicles at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631. You can uh, talk to us on iTunes or, yeah. But yeah, um, or don't forget to listen to uh, Mayday Mondays and Spectacular Radio on, Sp- on spydestu.com. So we'll see you next time here on Clone Saga Chronicles Podcast. All right. All right, bye. Spidey-dude.com. I'm just going to beat you into a concussion after this. He sure will. Two. Fuck on my shit. Three, four. You know, we would do this, you know, around this time, because this is this is around the time it debuted, so we uh, we wanted to... Uh... I thought it debuted in November of 94. Sure. Well, I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> um.